0: Good day, my lovely people of God. I welcome you to my Sunday, Homely, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay tuned and be nourished by the power of the Holy Spirit. Homely of twenty-sixth Sunday, in ordinary time, ye be. First reading Numbers chapter 11 from verse 25 to 29. Second reading James chapter 5 from verse 1 to 6. The Gospel Mark chapter 9 from verse 38 to 43. Verse 45 verse 47 to verse 48 The theme of my homily is Christ enjoins us to be tolerant and modest. God created everyone uniquely. He freely endows each person with different capacities, that is graces, at his own discretion for the common good and can actually use anyone as he pleases to execute his salvific mission. Unfortunately, due to sectarianism, exclusivism, tribalism, fear, envy, injustice, and the like, which have been the major canker worms that stifle the progress of any given society, many talented or qualified persons have been deprived the opportunity of contributing positively towards the growth and development of that society. In the first reading, when the task of ruling the Israelites became too burdensome for Moses, he saw the need for assistance and thus entreated the Almighty God so as to carry out the duties entrusted to him effectively. Compassionately, God responded to Moses' plea by replicating his power and grace, that is, transference of spiritual gifts, and thus, instituted a collective leadership of 70 elders to share his burden. Remarkably, two persons, Eldad and Meldad, who were not in the camp, also received the same power and grace. Consequently, Joshua, engulfed by zeal, envy, sectarianism, or perhaps fear of his own position, wanted to stop them. Thus, Moses repudiated him and wished that all the Lord's people had such prophetic gifts and the Lord gave his spirits to them all. Similarly, in the Gospel, due to envious, overzealous, and exclusive mentality of Jesus' disciples, or perhaps fear of their own positions and the authority of their leader or master Jesus, they could not approve the stranger who was performing a salvific duty in the name and authority of Jesus Christ, without authorization. Hence they wanted to stop him but jesus reacted to their exclusivist views by underscoring this decisive importance of his person and mission that is liberation of humanity from slavery of evil powers he instructed them not to stop him that no man could do a mighty work in his name and be altogether his enemy. Thus, he laid down the great principle that he who is not against us is for us. Even though there are fake pastors who feign Jesus' authority, but we can test their spirits just like 1 John chapter 4-1 verse 1 says and can also know them by their fruits as Jesus said in Matthew 7-20. verse 20. Meanwhile, In one of our desert experiences many years ago in Port Harcourt, before I became a priest, during intercessory prayer sections, many people were praying in the spirit that is Glozololia, precisely the prayer warriors. I was also inspired by the Holy Spirit to pray as such, though not yet in praying ministry then. But one brother approached me and started rebuking every familiar spirit in me. According to him, the gift of glossolalia was only meant for those in praying ministry. Just imagine his perception. <laughs> Sometimes some Christians are beclouded by such attitudes like Joshua, Jesus' disciples and that brother. When they see others outside their religious group performing the same good works like them, they become apprehensive, as if those people would outshine or overthrow them, or that some gifts are only meant for special people. This is ignorance of the highest order. Moreover, the Holy Spirit of God acts in diverse ways, and is not limited to a group of persons, or given through official channels. Rather, God freely inspires anyone who believes in Him. Acts, or the Apostles, chapter ten, verse thirty-eight, and no one is a monopoly of spiritual gifts like prophecy and exorcism. It is a wrong mentality to think that graces or gifts. Are always given to people according to their status or religious group. Surprisingly, there are many Christians who form different sects or cliques and do not see the relevance of other people's good works outside their group. Even when those people may have the panache, that is, wonderful ideas or suggestions on how to improve their current society, but due to the exclusivism of the group, they are being silenced. Such group, no matter how talented you are, they may see you as a threat or obstacle and will always look for a way to discredit or criticize your actions, either through assassinating your character or not speaking friendly with you. But if another person among them does the same thing you have done, they would applaud him or her. This attitude may be scandalous to many, especially those with little faith. Furthermore, Christ also warned us in the Gospel not to cause scandals to others, especially the little ones. For scandal is doubly sinful act that involves one's sin and that of another person being scandalized. It could be caused by teaching wrong doctrine, giving wrong advice, exhibiting queer or bad attitudes which may be imitated by others, especially children. According to John Locke, a British philosopher, in his behavioral perspective, children's minds are tabula rasa that is blank slate and are largely shaped by their social environment which exerts its effects through association between thoughts and feelings behavioral repetitions and imitations in other words children are influenced by what they see people do so we have grave obligation, especially those in positions of authority, such as parents, teachers, formators, etc., whose duty it is to bring up children in a true Christian faith, not to scandalize them or lead others into error. Consequently, this is the season, reason St. James in the second reading prophetically condemned those who put their hope in earthly or peripheral things. Same goes to those who accumulate earthly wealth unjustly, most especially through bribery, operation, separation, deprivation, and injustices of all kinds against the weak, the poor, who labor for them and those who do not belong to their group, clique, or class. For these earthly acquisitions may deprive us of all of eternal life, if we do not use them wisely in helping the poor and the needy. Therefore, our lessons in today's readings are number one as Christians, it is very pertinent for us to eschew pride and always seek for assistance, that is collaboration, in our work, when the load becomes too much, instead of burning ourselves up because of vain glories, or be afraid that our efforts, successes, or achievements may be attributed to others. 2. We should avoid sectarianism, exclusivism, etc. and not stifle the Spirit of God or be envious of the gifts of others, or see those performing the same work with us as threats, especially those who do not belong to our religious group or denomination. Rather, we should do everything possible to uplift their human dignity. 3. We should always carry people along and always communicate our knowledge and experiences with the world without holding them. This would help them to reproduce more of our ingenuity or talents for the betterment of humanity. Number 4. We should avoid causing scandals to others, especially children, or lead those with little faith into error. Number 5. We should not treat people unjustly or deny the poor and laborers their fair wages. Also, not to allow any earthly possessions deprive us the everlasting price, but sacrifice them for the sake of eternal life. Finally, the Holy Spirit walks outside the church community as is evident in the works done by people who have the good of others at heart. Since no man can possibly grasp all truth we should always be open to dialogue with others and not be intolerant with them, which is a sign both of arrogance and ignorance. However, we should be tolerant with people no matter their tribe, class, or religion, though not a gullible acceptance of anything, but through the Holy Spirit, subject everything the test let us pray father i thank you for your love and mercy upon our lives i thank you for your graciousness upon your people i pray that you will touch the hearts of people your children who are listening to your word now as they listen to this word may they be transformed may they be inundated by the power of the holy spirit i pray that you and your family may be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so as to fulfill God's divine purpose for your life and be delivered from every force, every power, everything that's towards your plan, towards earthly, towards heavenly actualization. This is my prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of the Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you both now and forevermore. Amen. Peace of Christ be with you. I remain your humble servant, Reverend Father Benjamin Okala, CSSP. God bless you.